The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Well, what is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Hump Day Hotline, brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast and Vidcast Networks. Hump Day! It's Hump Day, Jay Spence. The last day of the 2021 season for us. Hump Day! I'm I'm shocked you had the energy to do that. Like, the way you just... (laughs) (laughs) Fabricated, dude. This is all fabricated. So I've been in in the production business long enough to know that... uh, when the camera's rolling, when you're on stage, it's 125%. It's all, it's gotta yep. be 125%. And I tell podcasters that. So when people talk to me about, Hey, I want to get into podcasting, you know, what should I do? Or blah, 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 blah. I tell them always have a good concept. Don't just, I'm going to talk about the bills. That's not a concept. Uh, and you've always got to bring energy, some sort of, you know, uh, fabricated energy. It doesn't, it can't, if it's natural, that's even better, but this isn't, you know, me. This is a natural. Yeah, that's why. I, that's why I laughed. That's why I'm like, um. Oh. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm shocked you had it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. um, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. 125. We we there. All gas, no brakes. Yeah, what? <laughs> Brian Bowers, uh, still not happy, dude. I'm still all up in my feels. Um, so first of all, we are super chat live. Uh, like and subscribe, whatever platform you're on. My name is Joe Miller. That's Jay Spence, the King, one of my best friends in the entire world, and I'm kind of. I've been avoiding everybody, but I was, but I was driving home from work literally 25 minutes ago thinking to myself, I probably should have called Jay Spence before now. Like we probably should have interacted just, just so I had somebody, cause I've been in a shell. I mean, I did the Fina show. I haven't done the overreaction show yet because I, I just can't find the words every time I sit down to type some notes, I just can't find it. And I haven't had a chance to really get it out. I'm, I think the confliction that I have is I had such an incredible time with my daughter, like the tail, the, the, the flight, the tailgate, even before that taps the night before, which was standing room only Benny, the butcher was there. Like it was crazy. Like everybody that we know was there. And then the tailgate uh, meeting up with Isaiah Hodgins and Isaiah McKenzie, like at breakfast, we didn't have breakfast with them, but I picked up the, the field passes from Isaiah Hodgins and, and like Isaiah McKenzie was there. So that was cool. Like I got to meet little dirty. Uh, and then going back to the tailgate, being on the field, the whole entire game, thir- Josh walks off the field a winner twice, 13 seconds left. 
Isaiah, or not Isaiah, uh, Gabriel Davis. I said this to McKenna. Gabriel Davis caught four touchdowns. He wears 13. I'm sitting in row thir- or number seat number 13. There's 13 seconds left on the clock. It's in the bag. Like I'm pulling all the superstitious stuff out. And I, that's where my confliction is. Like I'm like, I've got this amazing memory with my daughter. And like, I've got, that's the, that's the, the period at the end of the sentence. Does that make sense? It's like, it's like, yeah, yeah I have analogies that I won't get into, but. I think that um, if I'm honest with you, after hearing you say that, because we talked a little bit before going live, but after hearing you say it that way, yeah, I think you should do your overreaction show, but I think you should do it with no notes. I think you should just go in there. Honest to God, I think you should just go in there and get it all out, man. Sometimes you got to vent and if you and, and, and you know, it doesn't have to be coordinated, you know, like sometimes you just got to go and just just uh, I went live after the game and, and literally I didn't I didn't try to prepare. I went right after the game. too. Yeah, I didn't yeah, wait. Yeah. Like yeah. an hour, because I, I wanted it to be as raw as possible. Sometimes just just go and just, you know. Sometimes let let everybody see you, like, you know, like let them see it. Yeah, let them see it because they're going through it too. It's the, it's the play on the, the the show's name, right? So the amount of times Bruce Nolan has listened to my show back, or Joe Marina been like, I didn't see any overreacting or hear any overreacting in that podcast. It's like why not? As much as I mean, the show's called overreaction because that's what we as Bills fans do. Just call your mom. But if 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 I had. It, if, if I had been live after the Jaguars game, immediately after, or that game that we just had, you would have seen raw, emotional, overreacting Joe. I probably would have smashed stuff on camera live. Like, I probably would have been like the dude from the Browns. Was it last year, the year before, when the dude on the radio was losing his mind about the Browns? I don't know if did you ever, did you ever, like, if you ever get, a, I'll see if I can find it and send it to you. But he was just going off on the radio, like losing his ever-loving mind. But I'm conflicted. How are you feeling? I know you were just you were just telling me a little bit. Tell me, tell tell everybody, tell everybody how you're feeling because you're you're doing better than I am. I'm good. I'm good, and I guess I'm good for different reasons. Um, so obviously, I'm disappointed that we lost. Obviously, yeah. um, I I really felt like you know this was the year, um, and it and it it happens. Only one team gets to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. But I feel more confident now than I did before the game that I sure. knew that Josh, like I know Josh Allen is going to bring a Lombardi to Buffalo. And, and the reason why I'm so, I guess the reason why I'm so, so there's multiple, multiple levels of it. And this yeah. is kind of what you and I were talking about before we went live. So the first thing is after seeing Josh Allen do that on that stage, that type of performance going toe to toe with that team and that quarterback, if you don't have confidence in Josh Allen going forward, Agreed. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I don't know what you need to do. With your, I got LASIK. Maybe you need to go get LASIK. I don't know. Like, if you can't see it, go get LASIK. I can I can absolutely recommend you to a wonderful doctor. Right, Secondly, right. the thing is, it wasn't just us to see that. Every free agent wide receiver, every unhappy, disgruntled wide receiver with their team who wants to get out is going to see that. And they see that Josh Allen, not only, yeah, he has the strong arm, but he he has that baller, that killer mentality. He has that shout out to the mama mentality. He got Kobe's oh, yeah. mentality. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and you're going to see guys now saying, you know what? I'll take less money to go and play with a guy like Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs so we can win a Super Bowl. So you're going to start seeing that. And one of the things I mentioned last night on a code of conduct is like, you remember a couple of years ago when it seems like everybody wanted to go to the Chiefs, literally yep. everybody yep. signed to the Chiefs. And then two years ago, everybody signed to Tampa Bay. And yep. it was like, you got these hot teams. Guess what, Buffalo? We're about to be the hot team. If we can, we if, we got the, if we got the cap room, if like if we, because I think we're twelve million under the cap right now. We're we're going to talk about some unrestricted free agents here in a moment. Uh, just kind of as soon as we clear off the the foam on the top of the 
of the of the coffee cup or of the of the glass here. Um, there's just a it's got me, and I don't want to give away anything in case I do do a show because I do have things that are in my head as far as that goes. I just yeah, I'm just uh Steph, you just put it up there, said it felt like we lost the Super Bowl. And I think that's what it is. Like, and I, I think I sent that to you. I said, I remember no, I tweeted it. I remember this feeling. This this was wide right for me, or Music City Miracle. That I remember this feeling when I felt like it was there, the wind was Man. there, and it was stolen away. Um that's just that's that's it's mind blowing to me that so many people have that feeling. Literally, I felt like we lost the Super Bowl Sunday. That's like this wasn't this one hurts. And I think that's more of the confliction for me because I went into this game. I told Fina, I told McKenna, because McKenna said, if they lose, like before the game, if they lose, I'm going to cry. I was like, you're not going to cry. I was like, if they play a great game, if it's a great game and they lose by three or seven, I was like, it's we're going to experience a fantastic football game. And I think that's part of the problem too, is I like I had resolved 13 seconds. We won. Like Every all the Bills Mafia in the stands, and there was a lot of us there. We're basically we won, and then conversely to see it, you know, a couple minutes later, you know, Chiefs fans hugging and kissing each other like they had never won anything before. Like I can't believe we won that football game. <laughs> like, it was just like what? In the, what is going on right now? This is bizarre world. But uh, yeah, dude. So it's this one's going to take some time. The sun will come up, right? But it's still raining here in Lakeview in the Miller household. So. I mean, I hear you. Like I said, I'm just shocked that that you and so many others took it so hard. Yeah. Um, and that's not to that's not to like I I, I completely understand. But I honestly I feel like last year has hurt worse to me. Last year, last year's loss in the AFC Championship hurt a whole lot. And I know this was like the 13th. Now it has a name. Like it's it belongs with the other. Yeah, it belongs yep. with the Music yep. City Miracles and the wide right. Like it no so goals. belongs there. Yeah, all of it. But. But to me, it, like the heartbreak was so much, it, it hurt so much more last year. This year, I guess, I guess, like I said, um, I, and you know me, I'm not a moral victory kind of guy. I'm never, sure. I'm sure. like, nah, screw that. So there's no moral victories here. But what I, what I see is like, for the first time in my life, I don't question whether or not my team is in the elite category. Mm-hmm. You know, like last year, it was like we were doing it, but then everybody kept questioning it, and we questioned it too. Like, well, I mean, you, I mean, all year, wildest dreams land. It was like, yep. is this a dream? Is this what? like we were questioning it ourselves? Yeah. Now, to the, to the point after where I, this I, game, go ahead. Mm-hmm. After so this go game, ahead. What, I was gonna say, I yeah. let it go. I was just gonna pile onto the, the wildest dreams land. I let it go, and then it kind of got its own legs and kind of rebirthed itself. But, anyways, well, and but th- so that's what I'm saying. Like, now for me, after this game, it's like, there's no questioning. There is no questioning that Josh Allen going forward is going to be a top three quarterback. Yes. There's no questioning that, you know, our offense is whether Brian Dayball goes to Miami, goes to New Jersey, wherever he goes, we're still going to have a top offense. There's no questioning that our team is like we we're we're that team. We are that team. And, and to be honest with you, listen, Joe, I don't even know how I don't know how I'm so happy and excited after that type of loss. But I'm telling you, like, I cannot wait for September. Yeah. I one, cannot wait. One of, whoops. One of my old friends, Josh Lynch, Lynch is a, uh, I think this is the same Josh Lynch. He's a Browns fan, but was rooting for the Bills to go all the way. Swore they had won the game in epic fashion, disappointing and still confusing. But Josh Lynch has officially announced his presence. What's interesting about that is. I had a, a Twitter conversation with somebody this week and they were like, just because Josh Allen played one great game doesn't mean and it's like one great game what are the, do you watch I can, football? I can, I can <laughs> you, give you my lasik doctor i'm telling you he was you wonderful watch, were you alive in 2020 
because the dude played he had an age stretch like a stretch of eight games where he was freak he was number two in mvp votes like some of these people on the biggest level on the biggest stage of his career two times right i think i think part of it for me as well so there's 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 levels to it right and puzzle pieces and i think and i had a lot of browns fans by the way reaching back to me and ask and just letting me know my one one of my best friends in columbus who's a huge browns fan and we've been the whole time i lived in columbus we were basically brothers because he's a browns fan and i'm a bills fan he said he went to bed crying that night he went to bed with tears in his eyes not only for me but for all of bills mafia but i think part of the problem i have too is this and i know that we get flack sometimes and the hard part about this job and it's not a job the hard part about this hobby is we have to be as much as we are we're super fans. We're not, we don't dress up like the super fans do, but you and I are super fans. Content creators for the Buffalo Bills are super fans. We're, we're putting stuff out there, right? We're not dressed up as Darth Vader, but we're putting stuff out there and we're putting ourselves on the line. We're, the hard part about this job is we have to be critical at times of poor play, but that doesn't mean for one second that we don't love these players. Like I love this team. I love, there's, there's few players on this football team that I don't love being on this football team. Love this. I love, all of these guys, as much as we were critical of Isaiah McKenzie, you and I were the ones saying, I don't need him returning kicks, but the dude is, should not be on the bench. He shouldn't be inactive. He should be in the offense somewhere. Why is he not in the offense? And of course, you know, they figure that out and they put it back in the offense. Are you want me to ask that question? Answer that question. I'll fi- let yeah, me finish. Real quick. Yep. So my heart hurts for them too. So it's for me, it's for my daughter. Obviously it's the way that they lost blah, 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 blah. But my heart hurts for, I mean, just to hear Josh Allen's Monday locker room clean out press conference, he starts it out with, you know, how you doing? And he's like, eh, as good as I can be. I mean, like the dude, the, that dude's hurting. Big cat is hurting. And they all are. Steph Diggs is hurting. Yeah, They're all, it's just, yeah. So anyways, go ahead. No, I mean, and just before I ask this question, I mean, it's, I get it. I get it. And listening to them, even even um, Brandon's presser today, um, you know, the GM of the team is breaking down at the yep. beginning of his presser, crying about how much he loves the fans and how heartbreaking this loss is. So yep, yep. I completely get it. I guess for me, I'm just at the place where, you know, I finally see a light at the end of the tunnel where I never did before. So. So even though we lost, it's like I can still see the light like before yeah. it was like, OK, is this real? Yeah. Now it's like, no, this is real and it's happening. and it's going to happen. But the, so I guess that's the difference for me. The sliver of doubt for me is knowing that Aaron Rodgers has only been to a Super Bowl. And Aaron Rodgers is arguably the one of the greatest quarterbacks has ever played the game. You know what I mean? Like Peyton Manning played. Did he play in one Super Bowl as a Colt? That was it. And then one with Denver. That's, like, a, good, there's that's no, a good there's, point. There's no guarantee. That's, that's a good point. The, the difference is I feel like um, what they've done to Aaron Rodgers in his career in Green Bay, the Buffalo Bills are already not doing that. They're yeah. already not doing that. They're making sure he has a defense and an offense. In yeah. Green Bay, there were times that he didn't have a run game. He maybe had one receiver, no defense completely. Peyton Manning and, and it, come on, <laughs> yeah. the Colts. Yeah. Dude, those guys never had defenses. He had to score 45 points a week just to keep – and he was right. doing it. But, right, I mean, sure. what, what they're doing with Josh Allen is completely different. When I tell you – and then I think Josh – I don't want to get in trouble. I know a lot. I know how I – th- I think Josh is going to surpass a certain number of guys that we look at right now as GOATs. I really – dude, oh, after seeing his sure. last two performances, for sure. Josh is – He's going to be wearing a yellow jacket, a gold jacket at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, if he if he keeps this up, let, let's get into because we got a bunch of comments. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Sal wants to know, serious question. Can you win a Super Bowl with McDermott? Yes. 
I've I've had I've had several people DM me and on Twitter and ask me like you know does McDermott have to go and I'm like no McDermott has shown I've been super critical in 19 I was very critical of McDermott and in 20 at times and 21 he clearly learns from mistakes and that team does learn when prop when things go awry and things don't go the way that they necessarily should and that's what you want from a head coach now I have struggles with the with the coordinators. Uh, they're very at times set in their ways. Like this was the game plan. When you look at the Colts, even the Kansas city game, we're going to play single coverage on everybody play super deep. And like, just let the chips hope to slow them down a little bit. Maybe they make a mistake. And then even in, in overtime, they did that. I have a problem with that type of stuff, but I think McDermott is the absolute right guy for the job. McDermott is a leader of men. He's a man of his word. He's a man of high character, high ethics. The players see that. They know that. They know that this is a business, and he loves them. And even though he loves them, it still doesn't mean that he won't bench you or you won't get cut. And they re- respect it and appreciate it. They know it, and they know why. Does that make you feel that? Like, does, does that yeah. track with you? So I think yes, absolutely. What do you think? No, I'm agreeing with you. And actually, so the point that I was going to make, um, and and I didn't get to look it up quickly enough. So before Andy Reid won that Super Bowl with the Chiefs, he didn't win a Super Bowl for a long time, like his whole career. He and won one with the Eagles, did he? Didn't he? Did he win with no. T.O.? He, he just went with T.O., right? He did no, four. They, games, they didn't win. Four NFC championships in a row. They got T.O. the fourth time. They went to the, and they went to the Super Bowl and he they lost. Went, they, they didn't win. So the thing was, is. He was um, the second. They were the third team to go to, to a championship game in a row. It was the Vikings, the Bills, and the Eagles. Now the Patriots have done it as well. So when you look at a coach like Andy Reid, before you get Patrick Mahomes, Oh, and the you Chiefs. know, and before you, so before you get there, you, he's not winning, and that was. Right. The, I don't know if everybody remembers that was the question about Andy Reid. Can Andy Reid win the big one? He has right. all these talented teams, all these great offensive teams, but he never wins the big one. Yeah, he finally did. Sean McDermott is in his fifth year. Yeah, <laughs> like think about it, like fifth year, and he's made the playoffs four times out of five. He's been to the AFC Championship. You can, I, I know technically when you look at obviously the tournament, it wasn't the AFC Championship. This was clearly the AFC Championship. There's yeah, not going to sure. be another game in the playoffs that was this good. Period. Yep. So yep. the success that Sean McDermott has brought to I, I, now that's what I've been debating with Bills fans all week. People I love have been trying to tell me this is not a success. Uh, I'm sorry. Do you not remember uh, being third and fourth in the division every year? Do you yes. not remember? Like, the nine. Just, like come on. It's like, yeah. This is success. And, and there's yeah. only one team to lift that trophy at the end of the year. So if you're only going to judge success based on if you win the Lombardi, then you have a rough you, – you're going to have a rough life coming up. To wrap, to wrap that, can, can the Bills win with McDermott? Yes, I do. I would say this. We've got two super chats now, so we have to get to yep. them. Um, I, I I would say this. I'm I like Leslie Frazier. Leslie Frazier yep. has put out phenomenal defenses, and I don't know if I've said this to you or who I've said this to, but I've said it to a couple people. I'm ready to see somebody else. Not because I don't like Leslie Frazier, because I need to see aggressiveness in situations, and I just don't think Leslie Frazier is committed to in his style being aggressive when it calls for being aggressive. I said it to Fina on Monday. There's times when you need to be aggressive and and Frazier just doesn't he just doesn't break the mold of what he this is what we do and this is how we win and it just it, and it backfires and when it backfires it it's a problem. Go ahead read that one. My man buddy B in the building again he says they better get this right in the offseason. We need to add speed at the corner and guys that can play press man if we expect to slow down the Chiefs. Additionally, we must get an elite pass rusher. Have a creaker. Havoc Reaker. I mean, everything he just said is that here's the problem. Even if they have white back, which they're going to get white back, and they go out and they get hypothetical, 
they move up in the draft, which they won't do, so far that they get the number one corner in the draft, when they play the Chiefs, they're going to play off man. If Leslie Frazier is the, the, the defensive coordinator, because that's what they do. That's just what they do. I'm going to just – and so this is, I guess, it is an answer to his – he didn't really have a question, but then like still piggybacking off of what you were saying about the – and I think I said to you, I disagree. Um, it, so the first time we played the Chiefs, we looked dominant on defense. We got turnovers mm-hmm. um, this season I'm talking about, not, not yep, last two, year, obviously. But, two of them. Yep. You know, so it, I feel like Leslie Frazier – he does well. I agree about the adjustments because I think the Chiefs adjusted based on what we did the last time we played oh, yeah. them. And I feel like we went into this game thinking, oh, you know what? We're just going to do what we did and it's going to be it because we just are, we were better than what we were. We're healthy. So I feel like we just went in there with the, with the confidence mm-hmm. that we really could hang with these guys the same exact way. And it just didn't work. But right, but right. I'm telling you, like, I don't, I understand like saying I, I, I'm ready to see somebody else. But the thing is, you know, the success that we've been having with this guy, I, I don't know. Now, now to me, I, I blame Sean McDermott on the things that a lot of people blame the coordinators on. That's that to me. I blame Sean McDermott because at the end of the day, you can tell. Wait, and actually, before I go there, let's I get this it. last. I blocked. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. Oh, no, I was I, yeah, I know. There was somebody in there that weird and I blocked them. Oh, yeah, I see it in, in the name. Good grief. Right, right. Anyway, right. Um, Steph says, I've noticed that I'm not scared of losing coaches like I was last year. Frazier and Dayball, you know, but looking forward to who helps elevate Josh next. Yeah, I'm not afraid of losing them, but I tell you what, if they don't get hired somewhere else, I'm not yeah. on the team. Let's move on from them anyway. I, I I, think the the continuity and the success that we've been having with these coordinators, I think it's very important. I just, I don't know. I'm just not that guy to move on from, from guys like that, so. Absolutely caught the thirteen dollar reference in the super chat. I I I, I was going to stop. I, it, I just didn't want to. No, I didn't <laughs> yeah. want to say nothing about it. I let it go. So you didn't I, want, didn't want to say the number of how much the super yeah, chat was, was, but pro. no, that was baller. It was legit baller. So yes, totally caught it. And yes. <laughs> um. So to, I mean, to that point, there's just a, and it goes back to last year. And I you I know you've heard me talk about this before, and I said it again on Monday. So for everybody that was watching Monday, I apologize, but you know. The Bills had Dable and mainly Leslie Frazier interviewing for jobs last year before the AFC Championship game. The Bills were wildly unprepared for that football game. The Bagulas petitioned to change the 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 interviewing process till after the championship game, so the two weeks before the Super Bowl because there's more time between them. The NFL did not. They actually reversed it and went two weeks early, which nobody got requested. You and I have talked a little bit about that. It just seemed like that game plan defensively, to your point, was lazy. When you've got single coverage on Levi Wallace, single coverage on Dane Jackson, and you're playing your two safeties, who are legit all-world safeties, best safeties in the league, 30 to 35 yards off the line of scrimmage, I just don't know what you're doing. Other than praying to God they don't throw the ball over the top on you. But see, that's, why I just, that's why I blame I don't McDermott. That's why I don't think that's McDermott. He, he has said that Frazier is the CEO of the defense. Dable's the CEO of the offense. They run okay. it. They build the game plans. It's their show. So let me ask you this. So you're a um, what? What is your exact? You don't have to give the exact title with your job, but but you're one of the executive. Yeah, I mean, right? yes. So, yeah. executive, so executive, is, executive leadership. Yeah. Okay. So now the leader over you, Pete, he mm-hmm. basically delegates. And he says, "Hey, you do this. You do this. You do that. You go and do your job. If your job starts to lack, I don't care if you're the CEO. Pete is going to say." Mm, 
we might need to fix this because this is and and so yeah. to me there's certain times when i feel especially when the game is on the line there are certain times where for instance i feel like after seeing that we gave up that chunk of yardage and then we no mcdermott at that point need to say wait a minute what are we doing here yeah. time out <laughs> i don't think it like yeah it, it is your coordinator's job to call plays the coach needs to overstep at times and say no this is what we're doing yeah this i don't think he does our season is, he doesn't so that's why i blame him because i think he's more passive now he's a great i don't think it's passive i don't think it's passive it's i passive. think it's respe respectful as a leader i think there's a you want to allow your so from a leadership development standpoint you want to allow the people that you empower to have that because if you if you constantly usurp them then the players no longer look to the coordinator they look to the head coach and only the head coach like that's a that's a power issue now McDermott took over the defensive play calling in 19. That was when I was, we were all very critical of McDermott because the defense, the way the defense was playing. So we've seen him kind of take over in the past. I, it's the problem is we're never going to know. We're never well, going to know. I'm not talking about completely taking over play call. I'm talking know, about in critical moments, the game, when the game is on the line like that, it needs to be on because it, because it comes down on a coach. Everybody was doing? asking him those questions. It wasn't, nobody's asking. And I'm, I'm sure if we get the opportunity, we'll ask Leslie. I'm you sure saw, we'll ask them, but Brian. You saw the mic'd up, right, for Travis Kelsey. Mm -hmm. Did you see it today? The mic'd up, the, yeah. the just the excerpt. So the, the mic'd yeah. up from Travis Kelsey. He's he's calling the seams open. He saw right. it. And then you hear audibly uh Mahomes yelling, do it, Kelsey, do it. Not a single person on the defense was like, what did he just say? Because the ball went right to Kelsey. <laughs> just there's I Again, we'll I never we'll him. never know. We'll never I, know. I, I it, it, was, it was a colossal failure on all of them. But at the end of the day, it's the coaches. Whether you want to pick the head coach, whether you whether you want to pick the defensive coordinator, whoever you want to pick, it was a colossal to failure me, it, on it, all of them. It has to fall on the head coach, man. Like if you're the CEO on the at field. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, it does. It, it the, falls the on the, the head day, coach. The prop the problem in this situation is it's real time. So for me, to, for your analogy, for me, my job, Pete's going to step in over a couple of weeks or a month and a half when he sees me failing at what I'm doing. When it happens in 13 seconds, there's not much you can do. I mean, there's the play calls in, right? I mean, the, the hard part of it all is they called a timeout twice to get the right defense on the field and failed twice. And they failed on the kickoff. I, I don't know, blame. I we didn't... talked about timeout and timeout rules. Just for the record, you, I don't think timeout with the, the, or the overtime. Sorry, not timeout. The over. I don't think the overtime rules were the problem at all. Like I don't blame this on overtime. If the defense makes the defense makes a stop, if Josh Allen walks off the field at a minute fifty four with the lead, if the defense makes a stop, we win. They score a touchdown. Joshua Allen walks off the field with one oh two left on the, on, the, on, the, on the clock. If the defense makes a stop, we win. Right, I, but, just, I, I have a tough time with that take, though. Not not to argue with you on it, more so from the standpoint of sometimes sometimes guys are locked in like that, and you're just not. Get, I don't care. I don't care if you had the Ravens out there. I don't care if you had the the eighty five Bears out there. Like sometimes some guys are just that locked in. Josh yeah, was locked yeah. in like that, yeah. and and so it's like, yeah, I get it. We had the number one defense in the league, and you expect to stop. Sometimes guys are that's why he's paid 500 million dollars that's why he has that contract because patrick mahomes is that dude josh allen is that dude so there's times where yeah you you're talking about and i agree the defense needed to make a stop we got two all pro safeties and we, sometimes it just don't happen man nobody was stopping nobody nate, on offense at that in that point. 13 seconds nathan peterman could hit both those guys that's how open they were they were wide open I hear you. 
by Dude. yards and yards. Kelsey's Kelsey got 35 yards on that last catch, that seam play. 35 yards with nine seconds left on the clock. So this is great. Don Keith, actually, I like this comment. W- would that not be Tremaine needing to do an audible? We know uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt that there's times on the football field that that the person with the green dot, so the captain of the offense, the captain of the defense, is not necessarily allowed to audible. So they don't give them an audible to check to. And they had already called the timeout. That was the bigger fail is they're out there. They've already called the timeout, so they can't call a timeout. It is what it is. But and we flushed it a little bit. Do we want to move on? Because I could I could live on this bone for a while because I haven't gotten it out yet. I haven't talked about it. So. I mean, let's 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 go. I know you need to get it out. You need to vent. I've been um, <laughs> you know, I've been in the ear for a lot of people this week. Cause I, like I said, I really after right after the game, I let mine out on the show. Yeah. And then yeah. when I let it out, it was done. That uh, might Brian be has what my problem is. That, that might yeah, be what my I'm problem is. I'm telling you, man. Go ahead and do your overreaction and just let it yeah. rip, man. Don't yeah. don't do notes. Don't do notes. Brian says, honestly, that number one defense rating is misleading. It is. We played a lot of inept offenses, and we didn't. And when we didn't, the defense didn't look number one. I disagree. I disagree. Like, I don't feel like it's misleading. We played Patrick Mahomes earlier this year. Yeah, but they were not in sync, and he threw a pick six. So we won by 18 points. Seven of those points came came off a pick six. So they were – they were they had a problem they had a i mean bro on twitter i got called out on twitter because i said the chiefs are not they were in last place in the west and i said don't throw dirt on the chiefs they're not done and people called me out on twitter and they were like oh joe miller thinks the chiefs are going to make the playoffs now that they make the playoffs they're the number one they season back, they beat us in the playoffs in the, in the afc championship game so they were not in sync early in the year they overcame some hardships that's the best win we have that Chiefs, have, that Chiefs, that Chiefs win. I, I, well, yeah, I mean it's the Chiefs, and you know. But what I'm saying is, I, I don't care what anybody you you can say it, you can name every team. It doesn't matter. The fact is, it's still very difficult to do what they. It's the NFL. I don't sure. I don't care who you're sure. playing. It's very sure. very difficult to do what this defense did. So I'm not taking anything. And then Trey White got injured. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they maintain the same level of play. I don't, I don't care who you are. That was a bit of an illusion. That was a bit of an illusion. The teams that they played after Trey White got hurt was a, it was a gift from God because there was nobody there that was really gonna gonna threaten them. Because yeah. I understand, and I'm reading all the comments, and I hear you, and I hear, I'm not, I hear the, I'm not reading the comments. So no, I know you're not. What I'm saying is, yeah. I see the comments, and then I hear you. I hear the energy you have. I get it. Everybody is still hurt. This loss is very, very new. I get it. But what I'm telling you is in a year when we look back or two years or even further, 10 years down the line and we look back on this year, we're going to be happy because we had an all time great effort from our defense. Whether you say they nobody's going to say, oh, well, they played against Tua twice and they played again. That's not how that works. We had an all time great defense for Buffalo. We had an all time great defense. Our offense was was solid. Josh Allen is Josh Allen. It's fresh. I understand. Get it all out. I'm going to be here and listen. I'm going to hang up and listen because I don't want to keep trying to tell y'all about the good stuff when y'all only want to see the bad right now. I love defense Chris. was not leading. We are the number one defense in the league. We just took an L to the best team right now on the field. That's yeah. all. I love I love Chris Jenkins. The Bucks were a gift from God. No. And uh, Tom Brady ate us alive. So there was there was definitely a game plan change for them. And the, as much as we talk about that second half and, and the national pundits come out and talk about that second half, and the bills changed. The Bucs did, too. The Bucs were like, we're up. We're going to pump the brakes a little bit, try to just basically run this clock out. So they let's not forget, you know, Tom Brady kind of had his way against this defensive secondary. Um, no, it is fresh, to your point. I don't remember if you and I talked about it. I've done so many shows. I don't remember who I've talked to about it. 
The Bills might be the first time ever in league history to have a number three offense and a number one defense and not go to the Super Bowl and win. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty pathetic. See, again, you guys want to look at it with a, ga- a glass half empty mentality. It's not a glass you're half empty. It is because you're saying it's pathetic. But the thing is, how many of those teams faced Patrick Mahomes? So well, they, faced, about you know, with- they faced the Patrick Mahomes of their day. Right. No, there, there's never been a Patrick Mahomes of their day. This is a new this this new stuff that we're seeing from Patrick Mahomes and now Josh. This is new. This is completely new. We've yeah. never seen a quarterback do the things that these guys are doing. The NFL yeah. was, has completely evolved. And I get it. Like you, somebody you, else in the comments was trying to listen. I'm telling you, you we got to We got to be happy. You say that. But Joe Montana, Bill Walsh, the West Coast offense was different. And people were like, oh, my God, I've never seen anything like this. There were the greatest show on turf. Was, there was a time when the greatest show on turf had a kicker that couldn't kick to save their live, lives, so they didn't kick ever. They just went for it always, and it worked because nobody could stop them. Like th- this, this is not abnormal. This is this is. I mean, it's as much as it's not Patrick Mahomes. Kurt Warner wasn't running. Kurt Warner wasn't giving you. I'm not uh, saying. I'm not saying he was Patrick. Yards Pat- on the ground. No. So what I'm saying Mahomes. is, yeah, you might have you you've had offense that have been dynamic in the air. You've had yeah. that. But you've never, I'm telling you, not like now. Like even when Vic was, was he's the most dynamic guy, you know, as far as running from the quarterback position. He didn't yeah. have the arm that Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes had. Sure. Or, like, or Justin Herbert. We've, we've never seen guys be this mobile, this strong with arms. Yeah. yeah. This is where the NFL was going. They've yeah. never had a Patrick Mahomes 15 years ago with these defenses. You've never seen it. Yeah, I'm just not going to asterisk it. It just, it, it is what it is. They're, it was just, a, to me, You've you've got to make a stop at 13 seconds. You squid the the, the, the I kickoff, agree. The kickoff I'm not, I'm was not a big problem. A, a pass. You kick the ball to the two yard line, force him to catch it. He's not going to down it at the two. You kick that ball off to the two yard line. He's got to return it. Whoever it is, it was Pringle, and people are think that it was Tyree Kill. It was not Tyree Kill. He's got to return it. That's going to take five seconds at least. Now, clearly, the fear is he breaks one off. He's probably not gonna, but he's got to field that kick. And then you've gotten what? seven seconds left and you're at what the 30 with seven and two and three times i don't know it just it was and obviously it was a colossal i I don't think the kick was i don't even think the kick was the problem and that's what i'm saying like i'm not giving it was a big part of it it was a big part of the problem i don't i don't i don't believe so i believe the problem was that we didn't make a stop with 13 seconds left like you could kick the ball you could squib kick you could offside kick whatever you want to kick it you have to stop them from getting into field goal range and we didn't do it so i'm not giving them a pass but i don't at the same time this this was not as horrible as all you guys are making it. And that's what I'm trying to get yeah. you to see. I might feel that way at the end. Uh, Mario Dominguez actually has a super chat. This is this is the tag on because the super chat didn't tag to his super chat. But he says, great job, all your guys. Thanks for being here to help uh, Bills Mafia work through this epic disappointment. 100% agree Josh will win a Super Bowl for the Bills. Believe. Go Bills. I agree. I'm not off of the, like, Josh Allen to me is absolutely 100%. It, you know, and it's just. It's just the whole thing is just unfortunate. Let's let's officially move on. And Before by the way, do, th- I will say this. This is yeah. why I'm excited for the break, though. Yeah, because because when we lose and, and it's the end of the season, 
Bills fans take this harder than any. Like, oh. I, and I know fan bases love football, but guys, like, I really, I, I'm going, I'm going to take a snapshot of a lot of these comments, and in six months, I'm going to post them because I'm t- <laughs> like the way you guys are talking, like somebody saying that the defense wasn't good at all, and, and like all this overrated talking. Then we're talking but, about how this wasn't. The, like, I'm telling they're just, you, they're just showing their true colors for my show. Why they're why my show is named what it is because Bills fans overreact. That's what we do. Well, I'm just saying, like it's it's wild. It's the wild. defense was good. The defense was good, but they when you have a number one defense in six major categories, you need to show up in the last given season or your last yeah. given season. No, I understand. Yeah. And I agree. That's why I said I can't. I'm not giving them a pass. I'm not saying yeah. it like this game they were all time great, but regardless, you don't choose your schedule, right? So Agreed. you know, yep. so like everybody's yep. saying like we played these soft teams. Listen, the Buffalo Bills didn't go into the NFL office and say, "Hey, we only want to play two good quarterbacks <laughs> for the year and give us these soft quarterbacks, so that way we could we could we could uh, make our defense look great." No, they just went out there and bought. Shout yeah. out to Jessica. She says it was a coaching mistake on the kickoff. We have the two best gunners in the NFL. I agree. It is a learning experience for a team and coaching staff. I agree about the I gunners agree. again, and I agree w- with the point that she's making about the kickoff. Yeah. I just really again. I don't care how the ball was kicked, whether it was it was fielded on in like on the two, whether it was a touchback. If they were on the 25 yard line with 13 seconds left, we should be able to stop them before they get in field goal range. So I'm yeah. agreeing with her. But I'm just saying, like, the problem to me wasn't the kick. The problem was we couldn't stop this team from getting 40 yards in 13 seconds. That's the problem. Yeah. The encyclopedia back in with a comment. He says, uh, I'm totally in the headspace of Spence, so, which is good. And I'm not saying that I won't get there. Uh, he says, I'm on the positive side of things, and I'm super pumped for next year and, and on to the future. The future is bright. I think for me, there was, a, there was a feeling for me being an older Bills fan when we were dominant one of the most dominant the the winning the most winning is fran- most winning is the winning franchise in the 90s is still the buffalo bills we won more games in the 90s playoffs included than any of the team in the nfl did people want to forget that fact and then you go 20 years without a playoff 17 years and there's an aspect of like you just for me it feels like these chances don't come around as much as you think they do. And then and then and then I begin to convince myself with the Aaron Rodgers stuff. And I could begin to convince myself with the Andrew Luck stuff. Like the great quarterbacks that have played Dan Marino made it to one Super Bowl in his career. You know what I mean? Had you know I could just I could just begin to build a case as to why, you know, and, and, and then you hear people talking about windows. And you were talking about the window. You were big on the window, the Super Bowl window last year that once Josh Allen signs his contract, the window's gonna close and the window is now. And I'm not on the side of the window, but I can begin to convince myself. I can argue about windows, right? When well, it comes to free well, agency. Last year, and stuff. last year I was assuming that the the because remember, even Bruce kept saying, if we get this version of Josh Allen for the rest of his career, we're okay with that, right? Yeah, so I yeah. assumed that that was basically his ceiling. I'm like, well, this is Josh. Like he's the runner up for MVP, second in voting. Like this is this is Josh. We just saw Josh play better than that. In the yeah. playoffs, we just saw yeah. Josh play better than he did in his MVP runner-up season. We yeah. saw Josh play at a level that we've never seen a quarterback play in playoff history. This guy had nine touchdowns and zero interceptions, 14 incompletions total in the playoffs. Total. Incredible. Seven touchdowns. So, how, was it seven touchdowns? No. How many touchdowns was it? Nine. Nine touchdowns, right? Nine. Nine touchdowns, zero nine. interceptions, 14 incompletions. John says, fella, as I haven't been able to really watch anything regarding the game until today. The only reason why I'm on this is because of you both. You are familiar. I appreciate that. We, we appreciate that 100% and we love you. Um, I'm just trying to give you guys 
a positive side of things. I understand that Joe hasn't done this yet. Like he's yeah. he's still in his he's still in his post game <laughs> vibe. So uh, I'm still I'm Danny's still in the I'm, I'm still in the corner of my bedroom with the door locked by myself in the dark. That's where I'm at with the with this with this loss. I have not talked about it really. So I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> Danny says, any worry about Super Bowl window being shorter or smaller due to the emergence of all the AFC quarterback talent? Yes. Yes. That's the other thing too that it that pisses me off. It's not, not only like I want to see the Bengals win and I want to see them beat the chiefs this weekend, but then it's like, why do the Bengals deserve to go? They're not better than us, but it still Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, like the, the amount of quarterbacks that are out there that are coming up. Even Lamar Jackson is incredibly dangerous as a quarterback. None of them are Ryan Tannehill. You know what I mean? None of them are Tua. Tua is not, Tua is not making that level. At some point in time, we're going to talk about the top five quarterbacks and the guys that I just named. And they're all this almost the same age, clustered around the same thing, and all their teams are going to be doing the same stuff, trying to provide them with an offense and a defense to play each other and beat each other. But let me ask you this. When you mentioned those guys, so any of those guys that you named, are you afraid of? Regardless of, regardless. So are you afraid of What's Lamar funny, Jackson? I'm more afraid of Herbert than all of them. I haven't seen enough of Burrow yet. But to me, Burrow, Herbert, and Allen are Allen has a lot of that running capability that Mahomes has, but he's better at it. So he's got it's a little more Lamar Jackson. But to me, arm talent, because Mahomes is a pitcher. So Mahomes is an amazing quarterback. I, I'm never going to take anything away from Patrick Mahomes and what he is as a is a decision maker and a quarterback and all that stuff. Patrick Mahomes is elite, but he's not a thrower of the football like Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. The way they throw the football is Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, the way they throw the football is just different. Mahomes is all like a lot of that off-platform stuff. He did the one chuck and duck for a touchdown. Like they were highlighting it on Twitter and saying what a great thing it was and how he evades. And I was like, it was a chuck and duck. That one touchdown he threw, he basically, the, uh, I think it was somebody was coming at him and he just did one of these and it worked. He gave his guy a chance and it worked. Herbert is the guy I'm most afraid of. And it might be Burrow behind him. Go ahead. Master Park says the problem is the Chiefs are the only team in the league that makes the Bills coaches coach scared. Probably. I feel like we need another top end quarterback with a cornerback with speed and some zone ability to pair with Trey. I agree. It's a good, good comment. Take it for the super yeah. chat. That's that's legitly legitimately solid. That is a solid take. Like I don't even have me. anything to add to that. Like it's it's a solid take. Yeah. Just like Brian Bowers, get that man a show. <laughs> I love good takes. <laughs> L. Kerf says, aren't we tired of saying next year? We weren't guaranteed to get where we are this season or last season and definitely next season with all the emergent talent coming out of the AFC. I disagree. We've been like we we really haven't been in, in the position besides the last four years to say next year. Mm hmm. And really, out of those times that we went, that first playoff team where where we went down and lost to Jacksonville, nobody was like really thinking we were going to win the Super Bowl that year. We were just happy to sneak into the playoffs. Then the first year we made it with Josh, it's the natural progression for rookie quarterbacks or second year quarterbacks. You go into the playoffs, you really don't win, but you get that experience. You have the heartbreak. This is the first year where I felt like, yo, we going to the Super Bowl and we better make it. Now we lost. We lost, but yeah, no, yeah. I'm still at the place where I can say next year we're doing it. I don't, I'm sorry. I just can't get with y'all with, with like feeling yeah. so down and feeling like we can't do it. Like I, I, I really believe in this team. I really believe in this coach. I really believe in this I GM. Think, we, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't not believe in any of these guys. 
Not so, you. I'm not. I'm oh, not saying, saying you. People, you saying people. In general. Yeah, just in general. Um, like for everything from Sunday night up until now. Um, some of the comments here, some of the comments yeah. on Twitter, on Instagram, like in the in the Buffalo Bills chat during the pressers. Like, yeah. man, like it's like these guys, like our fan base is land. And I get it. We're we lost. But I'm yeah. telling you, there's so much. There's so much to look forward to with this team. Like I'm really ready to run through a wall, hoping that on the other side of that wall is September 1st. Yeah, like, I love that's it. how. That's how I am. Peyton's my guy. He says, uh, I don't need seven championships. Give me just one. So here's what I would say about that. I agree 100%. Yeah. And I'm still at the end. When the sun finally comes up over the brow of Joe Miller and Joe Miller is no longer down in the dumps, it's going to return to what I've been saying to everybody that's a Bills fan since I started podcasting. Those that loved and saw the light in Josh Allen, you and I were one of them. We saw it early. Like, this kid's going to be good. Give him give him a chance. And it took a while for a lot of Bills Mafia members to get on board. I was the guy saying, don't take it for granted. Enjoy every win. Enjoy every loss. Like, because I took Jim Kelly for, gra- for granted. We, we didn't, there was a great deal of like, we just won. We just win. That's what we do. We win games. And then the dude retires after 10 years as a Buffalo Bill, and it's over. And it's over for 20 years. (laughs) Like, we didn't get the opportunity that Green Bay had. We didn't get the opportunity that some other – there's another team out there. Who's the other team that had – that stacked two quarterbacks on top of each other? We just never got that opportunity. So I'm going to land at the place of – give me one championship, and I'm going to enjoy and soak up every moment of watching this kid play football because not only is he amazing at playing the football, he loves the city. He loves us. And he is Bill's Mafia for life. He He is exactly what we want and who we want. Go ahead. Yeah, and Peyton is basically following you up with that, saying about the quarterback. He's saying, I encourage folks when they can to rewatch the game. Don't rob yourself of the joy of the best Bills quarterback performance in 30 years because of the end. And I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. And I think Joe is with you. And I think everybody, at the end of the day, I really believe that everybody in this room is with you. Like, I think everybody understands who we have at quarterback. I think everybody, under, I hope everybody understands that the future is bright here. Regardless of the talent in other cities, Buffalo has the quarterback we have the the weapons with them they're going to get better in certain areas we're not going to if 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 i've learned anything from brandon bean being in buffalo for the time that he's been in buffalo is that he has tough conversations with himself he has tough conversations with brandon bean after the season and every time they say they're going to improve in a specific area guess what they do Every year when they have those end of the year pressers and they talk about, well, we didn't do right here or we didn't do good here. We yep. have to get better there. Guess what? They come back that next next season and they do. This year, I think injuries played a big part in our offensive line performance. And, and I also think I know we spoke before on this about politics. I think the thing is. You know, the, the politics of it is that they didn't start the right guys on the offensive line because Agreed. some guys were draft picks or something. But we got better towards the end of the season at the right time. And again, I just, I just have a lot to be positive about. OG yeah, Brooklyn says yeah. I'm tired of the second place mentality. Go bills. I don't think anybody has that mentality. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think Bill's mafia has, I don't think it's, I don't hear that coming from you. If he's talking about the way you feel about being positive, I don't feel that you've got a second place mentality. I think you've just got a, there, there's a lot of great coming from this football game. Um, who did I hear say it today? It might've been Sal. I heard say it on the radio today. The problem with so Josh, it's it's the world has been put on notice. The amount of people that were tweet text not tweeting texting me after that football game about how good Josh looked and it was this coming out party and somebody said it here as well and blah 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 like he's made his presence known he's announced it to the world we've known it for a long time and even in that there's a level of 
man, this ain't right because Sal said it best. The Bills should have won that game, and this entire week in the national media would have been Josh Allen has arrived. Like, everybody would have been like, the dude has arrived. Even though we knew it as Bills Mafia, the world would have been, this is the this is the guy right here. It's Josh Allen, 17 plays for the Buffalo Bills. And he's got robbed of that. He got and that my heart hurts for that because we share in that as Bills, as Bills Mafia, don't we? We we like we when one of our players is being elevated, and that's why we want Steve Tasker to go to the Pro Bowl. Because if Steve Tasker goes to the Pro Bowl, we get recognized. Buffalo no, gets rec- no. Hall of Fame. Sorry. Uh, we, we get recognized with him going to the Hall of Fame. We're back on the map again. Somebody's talking about us and our city that we love, where we we're sons of Buffalo, where we came from, the pride that we have for this city, the pride that we have for this team. We live and die, and we feel what happens in that stadium and in those stadiums because they represent us. So to me, there's just a there's just a lot, but we yeah, so. Sorry. Anyway, I feel you. No, I feel all of you. Let's let's do a let's do a quick. Uh, I don't know why I don't know why Adam's stuff keeps getting. I don't know why Adam's stuff keeps getting kind of blocked, but um, so I don't know who, Adam again. Not blocked him, but like they're hiding his comments. It looks like or it needs to be. I don't even. I don't know, Adam. I don't know what's going on, but. So, yeah, so so he was hit by Buffalo Rumbling. So I don't know who's I don't know if somebody's somebody's in here doing it or what. But Adam, I'm sorry. So I don't know why this keeps happening to you. I apologize. It's not me. Uh, so let's have a little fun exercise. So I have here the list of Buffalo Bills unrestricted free agents, and we're gonna do a little bit of a call and answer. So I'm gonna give you a name, and uh, for the last couple minutes of this show, and the, the commenters can chime in as well if they'd like to. Uh, and you're gonna tell me basically, do you want them back? And then just effectively why we'll start with the only unrestricted restrict. I'm sorry. The only restricted free agent the bills have, which is Ryan Rick Bates. So Ryan Rick Bates is the guy that if they tender, he stays. If he, if he, if they don't tender him, he goes. So Ryan Rick Bates be the first one coming back. Yes. No. Ryan Bates. Yes. Yes. I don't think you need to give a why clearly why it took them. The only why is why did it take him this long to put him in the lineup? Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the why we all have. And I don't even know if that came out in any of the pressers. What took you so long to put Ryan Bates in, in the freaking lineup because the kid can play? So have now, you to tough questions, Joe. What's that have me in there? Yeah, right. Give me some. Yeah, we get you credentialed, yeah. <laughs> so now, unrestricted free agents, which means that these guys are potentially gone. They're no longer on the roster. As soon as the league year starts, they are no longer Buffalo Bills uh, unless the Bills tender them. So, first one, Jerry Hughes. No. No age that that hurts me to say. That's why it took me so long because I love him as a person, as a player. I've loved what he's meant for the city. I love how long he's been with the team, Uh, but it's time. It's time. Let's let's um, I don't know if you want to draft. I don't know if there's somebody I don't I don't even know. I haven't even started to look at the offseason stuff yet. Like, I don't know who who's the top free agent. Um, as far as pass rushers out there this year. But I just think um, – and I know he wants to play more. So I'm sure the team will work something out with it, whether it be a one-year deal what, or two what, what if he gives that home team discount concept? If he comes in and he's like, I need $15 million a year. No, buddy. Love you. But to no, be honest but- with you, I wanted to see more Boogie Basham this year. And I feel like we didn't see Boogie Basham because of the depth that we have on the team. So whether it's Mario Addison, whether it's Jerry Hughes, whether it's, um, you know, whoever, I, I feel like at, at some point we're drafting young players with high yep. motors and, yep. and these big physical bodies. We need to start using them. So, gotcha. I mean, again, I, I'm probably going to get I'll probably get beat up for that take. 
but no, no I think it's time to move on from Jerry. Mario Addison. What's funny is how many, like, we got two defensive ends and a defensive tackle right at the top. Mario Addison. Peace sign. Deuces. Deuces. Uh, Vernon Butler. Bounces. <laughs> See you later. Emmanuel Sanders, I believe, is going to retire. He's pretty much made it clear. Yeah, and I've got an inside source that says that they were talking about him retiring six weeks ago, uh, as far as that goes. Mitch Trubisky, he's going to end up on another team. The Bills aren't going to get yeah, he'll probably end up get, on another team. Yeah, he's going to be a starter for a team that needs a quarterback. Maybe the Colts, somebody like that. I tell you what, if he if he's willing again to do a backup role, oh, I yeah. all for that. We need <laughs> to talk. We need, we need to talk about that because Davis Webb did not sign his uh, futures contract, so he's potentially gone. And Mitch Trubisky's gone, and Jake Fromm got signed away by the Giants and looked awful, as much as I love Jake Fromm as a dude. Uh, did not look great uh, playing football. So the Bills have no – are going to potentially have no backup quarterback. Not a, not, a, not a rostered – there will not be another rostered quarterback on this roster. So Mitch is gone. Ike Butker. Uh, I keep him. Yeah. Uh, price has to be right, right? Uh, this is where it gets a little bit harder. Levi Wallace. Um – has Dean Dane shown showed you enough? Do you keep Dane and draft somebody? Personally, I think Levi Wallace has shown me enough to to try and keep him. Um, I, I think you know it, when when and I know the last game of the season we lost and we got kind of embarrassed by uh, Tariq Hill. So a lot of people are going to be like, "No, he's not fast enough. Get rid of him." But at the same time, Trey White went down on Thanksgiving, and mm. we haven't had any issues from our cornerback position. Like every once in a while, we'll see somebody get beat or whatever. But for the most right. part, you know, I, I would keep him unless there's like a stud that's coming out in the first round when we're drafting at twenty-five. Right, right. Taiwan Jones, keep. Yep, got to keep that man until he retires. You keep him <laughs> until he retires. Well, at some point in time, his legs are going to fall off. But uh, yeah, FA Obata. I give Effie another shot. I, I, there were there were big moments that he had for us this year. Um, I think that he the length that that the team wants to have on a defensive line, he has it, and I think mm. he's getting better every year. He, he's getting better from from what he did in Carolina to now what we're seeing from him here. He's getting better, so he, he's learning the game a whole lot. It, I, I would I would give him another shot. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump ahead because I wanna I wanna I wanna finish the thought. So defensive end was Jerry Hughes, Mario Addison, Effie Obata. Defensive tackle Vernon Butler. Another one is Harrison Phillips. You keep Harry. Keep Harry. I agree. And Justin Zimmer. That will be the tough one for me. Um, I'm keeping Justin Zimmer. Here's the problem that I have: three defensive ends, three defensive tackles. The Bills love to rotate guys. I said last year, I think that's a luxury they can't afford to keep. They need to get a Havoc Reaker who's going to play 70% of the snaps. They haven't done it. Do they go find that guy? Do they go get, do they call up the Saints who are, you and I talk, I threw it in the chat with you, me, and Bruce. So Sean, Sean Payton gets to basically destroy that entire cap situation and make it so that they can't even play, like feel the team and then be like, deuces, I'm out of here. Good luck dealing with that. That's what's going to happen in, in New Orleans. But do the Bills call them and start, Cherry pick. I mean, if hey. I'm calling him, I'm calling him for Alvin Kamara. Forget all that other stuff y'all talking about. <laughs> Forget everybody y'all talking about. He has a very uh, cap friendly deal up until the fifth year on his. Give me every, give me every bit of Alvin Kamara. Who's, who's the defensive lineman in New Orleans? That's a stud. I forget. And also, there's Cameron uh, Jordan. Uh, Cameron Jordan, and then uh, Marshawn uh, Marshall Lattimore is another one. Yeah, true. I take Lattimore, but I'm calling for Alvin Kamara. Like I want Kamara. 
And the Spurs says, uh, get rid of Star. I'm not on that with you. I'm not on we that. We can't. Train. So we cannot get rid of Star. Star, there is no cap benefit cutting him or keeping him. So it's basically going to come down to, I think it's 18 or $19 million if he plays or doesn't. Even, so if, it, if you're spending if were, it, if you're spending it, he plays. But what even if say? there were, if, the, if there was an actual benefit to cutting him, right. why why would we cut Star the two? Like, right. honest to God, like, serious question to you. Because I feel like a lot of times I'm the one that's speaking on Star and Tremaine and these guys, and I'm the one that takes these these bullets and these, you know. So I, I'm I'm asking you, would you get rid of Star if we could? Probably not, because Star. I mean, we've seen him this year get triple teamed. He's basically. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it out loud. Star Latulole is basically the only player on that defensive line outside of Ed Oliver that offensive coordinators are game planning for. Thank you. We're, He's the only one. We gotta block oh, that. We gotta block that guy. I'm not and it's not. It's not like we gotta block that guy because he's Aaron Donald. He's just the best defensive lineman on the team, so we gotta block that guy. Is but the thing is, and you're right. You're 100 percent right there. And and I'm saying this for the sake of listeners who aren't as, you know, up on th- that position around the league. I get it. You're, this weekend, you're gonna you're gonna turn on the game, and you're you're gonna turn on the NFC Championship, and you're gonna see Aaron Donald wreak havoc. You're going to see him do things that you, you, you don't see anybody on the Buffalo Bills team do. And then mm-hmm. you're going to, you know, I, I, so trust me, I, I I get it. Then you're going to look at the Chiefs game again, and you're going to see Chris Jones do basically similar things. Not as good as Aaron Jones, but you're going to, or not Aaron Jones, you know what I mean. Aaron um, Donald, yep. Aaron Donald, but you're going to see him do good things. Those guys aren't normal. Just like Josh Allen isn't normal, everybody can't draft a Josh Allen. Everybody right. can't find an Aaron Donald. So, yeah, it, it's nice to talk about Aaron Donald. Right. Those guys aren't, aren't out there. So when, you, when you're talking about Starla Tule, he's playing that position at a, at a level that not many people in the league plays it at. So I, I'm just yeah. – I, I, really I really want people to understand what Star does for this team. The reason why uh, Ed Oliver started to emerge this year – is partially because of star the sure. reason why like star has done so much for this defensive line and i really 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 need y'all to respect this dude yeah for sure uh so back to it isaiah mckenzie keep him this morning i actually uh had a post about uh i, I made it like a little funny thing like upgrade my imac you know but upgrade mm-hmm. that man give him a multi-year deal it don't I have to be it. i love the superstar imac i thought i was like that is creative and awesome imac that was Man, great. Be, you know, the people I love, you know what I'm saying? I'd be giving them these little nice nicknames and whatnot. not being yeah. an Apple guy, that was really good. Like, that was so really maybe, good. You know, it's my guy. It's my guy. I'm not ready to pay him $9 million I do a have year. an iPhone, though. I have an iPhone. What, when did you get an iPhone? Work. It's, it's only because of work. Trust oh, me. gotcha. So that's not your that's not your personal number. That's work no, number. No. Gotcha. It's like, because when we text, I get green. I get green yeah. bubbles, not blue bubbles. <laughs> and I hate it. I, I hate I hate texting anybody from work because it's like, ugh. But yeah, that's funny. Uh, I'm not paying him nine million a year, but I'm giving him a healthy amount of money to stay, and I'm making him a pretty big part of my offense. Which brings into question who's not on this list: Cole Beasley. Go. So the Buffalo Bills, I think his his salary is eight million, and the Bills, if they cut him, they'll save six point one. So there's a, there's a definite concern as to whether or not Cole Beasley will remain on this football team. We're not here to talk about that. We're just talking about these guys right now. Matt Breida gone. Yeah. 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 Saran Neal. I think you you retain Neal. Yeah, because he's, then, he's so much more than just a defensive player. His role on special teams is huge. He plays yeah. a very, very big role on special teams. And then the last one, Tyrell Dotson. Bye. See ya. Bye-bye. Yeah. The Bills are going to be uh, 
they're going to have some cap issues this year. They're going to have to figure some stuff out. I've been seeing this take a lot that that McKenzie is going with Dayball. I disagree. I think I think if anything, um, Brian Dayball underutilized Little Dirty this year. So why 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 are we under the assumption that he would want to go to the like to the team where the offensive coordinator barely used him? Yeah, I just I don't not that now. Brian Dayball's this, we all talk about like when we're talking good about him, we all talk about how creative he can be at times and how awesome he is. So I mean, I can see it, but. No, I mean, if 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 anything, and they have less cap space if if he's going to the Giants, if yeah, he yeah. goes there, um, yeah. they have less cap space than us right now. So it's but like if, everybody's I mean, talking about us not being able to give them a bag. They can give them a smaller bag. If he goes to Miami, though, they have the most cap space. True. So that's but the thing about Miami, and and I know we just hit the hour. Let me ask you this because we haven't even talked about Brian DeBall, like the coaching drama mm-hmm. that he has going on. Um, mm-hmm. Do you do you see the way I look at it? And I could be wrong. I know the cap space is a thing, and I know draft capital is a thing for the next couple of years as well. I don't. I don't know if I want to coach against Josh Allen for two games a season, and also Bill Belichick for two games a season if I'm in Miami. Right. I think. I think the Giants are in a division that's winnable if you have a quarterback. Now, is Daniel Jones a quarterback? I don't know. Probably not. But the thing is, do you? Are you really scared of Dallas? Are you really scared of Washington? You know, are you really scared of the Eagles? So it's like what I'm saying is you go you go to the Giants and you bring them back to the playoffs and you bring them back to a division championship. You're royalty already. Miami, you have a tough and I don't care. Oh, yeah. You're right. They got the cap space. They got, uh, I think, two first round draft. Not this year, but next year they got two number ones. It's a Waddle, lot. It's a lot. Parker. They've got, got Jones. Got stuff. Howard. Yeah. Yeah. Not winning the division. It's coming through Buffalo. And that that's part of the reason why earlier I was saying, like, I'm good, man. I feel good. We're we're winning the division. Mm-hmm. Th- that's who we are now. So I just I don't I don't know if they ball and it obviously we don't know if all things are equal or not. There's no uh income taxes down there and there's beaches and all this good stuff. So maybe he does go to, to Miami. Uh, where do you think he ends up? It's gonna be the giant. I mean, it's gonna be one of those two teams for sure. Um I honestly don't know. Um, I, I'm, I'm a believer that there was some turmoil in that locker room amongst that coaching staff this year. I mean, we heard McDermott say certain things when questioned. You know, we're on the same page offensively. We're on the same page. So there was definitely you and I have talked at length about one of them wants to be aggressive. One of them wants to be conservative. Which one is it? Because that's the one I want to stay. I want the, I want the aggressive one to stay, not the conservative one. So I'm not necessarily sure that this was going to be something that was going to last forever to begin with. So you got to wonder if there's a little bit of a, not V for Vendetta, but, you know, I want to beat my old guy, my old coach, especially when I have a little bit of a different philosophy than he has. If you're looking at greener pastures, I got to think that the Miami the Miami team, outside of your opponents, is a greener pasture. And let's not be fooled. Belichick isn't, isn't coaching for another five years. We could get surprised this year and he could quit. It could be next year or the year after. And once he's gone, it's Josh McDaniels, who isn't going to make it two years. And then that franchise is a poverty franchise for the next 20 years, right? I mean, let's be honest. Without Belichick and Belichick's competitive competitive advantages of taping the other team's offenses when they practice, they're never going to be the same once he's gone, ever. So so ask yourself again then, if, I'm, if I am Brian Dabo, do I want to go – in the same division that I know I just helped build a monster that's not going anywhere for the foreseeable future. Do I want to go down there? 
the the, the, mo- the monster is Josh Allen, who he developed, helps develop. The problem is, is the Bills are in a little bit of salary cap hell. They've got some issues on the salary cap. They might have a little bit of trouble. They might not come back with a number one defense this year, unless Tremaine takes a big jump and becomes. Even, even if they don't come back number one, they're gonna they're not gonna be bottom half of the league. With the pieces that we do have, you have the safeties that we have. Trey White is coming back. He probably won't be like uh, Trey that we're used to the first year, but Trey's coming back. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be one of those things where we're like we're not gonna fall off the face of the earth just because um, our cap is there. And then the thing is, we have guys that we're gonna move on where the cap is gonna open up a bit. Brandon Bean is gonna restructure something. Brandon Bean is a good is a great GM. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean. Sure. Like so, we're we're. We're not in a bad place. We're not in uh, what is it like? We're not cap quitting health. franchise mode. Yeah, like we're not. We're not, we're, not cap, we're not the Saints. Right? Yeah, we're not we're, doing we're, that. Clearly not the Saints. Go ahead with this one before I respond. John says, "Spence, you stole my thunder. I truly believe our new offensive coordinator, aka our QB coach, will use McKenzie in ways that we haven't seen. I think we get better on offense. FYI, prominent media feels the same. The problem is, is it came out today that Dorsey wants to be in Miami, and if Dable goes to Miami." He might go with him. Where did we hear this? It's on I Twitter. I didn't see today. that. Yeah, that was on nope. Twitter today. But I mean, who reported it? It was one of the one of the big wigs, one of the national media big guys, the Pelceros, or one of those guys said it. That, that I just I, I'm not questioning people um, to this because obviously they have these jobs and these check marks and all these things. But the thing is, I just feel like a lot of times a lot of these stories are fabricated. Like um, you, yeah. Like, honestly, and I'm not saying that this is a lie. What I'm what I'm saying is when you have these things like that, he says he wants to be in Miami. Who did he say this to? Uh, I think like, that is I think that is out there. I think there was I think he was interviewed and said, like, he, that's I, there's something he's got some connection. To that fran- yeah, he's got some connection to that franchise. Didn't he play for Miami or something? He's got, I think he's got a connection to the franchise. I'm just saying it's where like Dable, come, Dable coming back to Buffalo because he grew up in Buffalo. I don't know if he's from Miami or something. but He's got some connection to the Dolphins franchise. But having a connection to the team doesn't necessarily mean that he said it. That's what I'm saying. Like we'll, sure. we'll like people will make assumptions because I'm from Buffalo and I'm always in Buffalo now. Like every uh, rumor is that Spence wants to move back to Buffalo and started. No, I came back to visit. I, there is no way in hell I want to move. But just because I have connections to there and just because I love people there doesn't mean that that's where I want to be. So, yeah, he can have connections to Miami. It doesn't yeah. mean that that's where he wants to go. And it, and that's what I'm saying. Like we, we hear these things and we hear these takes on Twitter and all these other platforms and people, and it's like, it, it comes out, it comes out to be wrong, like a lot more than it's yeah. right. And yeah. there's only certain people that I, that I actually respect now when it comes to breaking news. Shout out to Adam who, who, who like a bad penny keeps coming back. I don't know how you do it, bro, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm glad you made it back. And I'm proud of you for continuing to comment, even though you've been accidentally blocked twice. I don't know how these guys managed on offense. I was at the game. It hit 140 decibels. I was there as well. Chiefs. I've talked to you about chiefs games and those fans and uh, how incredible they are. And I'll give it for the people listening one more time. You know, when you go see the Indianapolis Colts play football and the Bills offense is on the field, their crowd is quiet on first down, quiet on second down. They get loud on third down. That's just what they do. That's their fan. They're, they're not really what we are. In Buffalo, Bills fans are smart. Bills fans, when the opposing team's offense is on the field, we get loud at first down. And then as soon as the ball snapped, whoosh, gets quiet. Have you ever noticed that? Like loud. And as soon as the ball snapped, the crowd gets quiet. Second down, same thing. Crowd gets loud, ball snapped, whoosh, quiet. Third down, it's even louder. Same thing happens. Kansas City, as soon as the opposing team's offense hits the field, they're just loud. And it's monotone. Everybody's in the same tone. Uh, Like, it's insane. It's the weirdest 
feeling the loudest, but they handled it. I, could, I There was moments in that game I could not believe that they were executing plays as well as they were, the, the Buffalo Bills, because of how loud that crowd was. It was insane. I mean, I've heard the Bills crowd that loud before as well. It's just more bedlam loud than it is one droning tone that's like piercing your brain. It's it's just yeah. it's incredible. But yeah, I think home field advantage absolutely played a key a, a little factor there oh, for sure. Um, and I'm seeing a bunch of people in the comments going back to Ken Dorsey talking about how, how you played for Miami Hurricanes. Ah, that's that's so a again, but so to me, that's not a connection to Miami Dolphins. Like, well, you yeah, that's true. I would agree. It, it's not the same connection. So so again, it's like where are we? Like, oh, he wants to be. Did Ken say that? I want to hear Ken say that. I want to hear yeah. somebody who knows Ken say that. Yeah, we'll I just see. I don't I don't believe I don't believe a bunch of stuff like nobody. Honest to God, I, for real, you want to you want to go and take L's with Tua or would you <laughs> rather your your first steps as an offensive coordinator be with Josh? Because, you know, again, we're going to win the division for the next few years. So when, when this when it's like this, wh why would you No, man, I don't that's that's I, I don't even want to hear that report. No, it's you. That's that's a that's fair. I mean, would you want to sit down with Josh Allen and be like, "Hey, what plays do you hate and what plays do you love?" Right? And I've got some other ones. What do you think of these? And try to build. I asked Fina about that on Monday. Like, is there a point Josh Allen's got to be reaching that point? At what point do you hand the offense over to Josh Allen? So regardless of who the offensive coordinator, it's Josh Allen's offense. He said, I "Not thought yet." It have been that way this year. I thought this year yeah. they should have gave him the keys and said drive. He said, "Not yet." He said he's still a little young, and I was like, "Man, I don't know." <laughs> I'm telling the Dude. former NFL offensive tackle, man, I don't know <laughs> who played with Jim Kelly. It's like, yeah, I'm not sure about that, uh, which is interesting. Let me do the read real quick. And then uh, we can I just for real before we get out of here and I re do this read and we closing thoughts. There's a ton of people in here that I don't know that I've ever seen this commenters. This is our last show. We've got a whole bunch of people up in here and there's a bunch of people commenting that like, I don't know that I've ever seen in here. So freaking awesome. Like, yeah, we got some good folks in here. Uh, you guys see. maybe want to. You guys maybe want to come back next week and not take a break. <laughs> we got Trey Ellison here. We got um. Well, the Adam, uh, I can't pronounce his last name. He's another one. There's a bunch of them. Chaucio, Chaucio. How do you I'm probably Adam, saying that wrong? Adam, how do you phonetically pronounce your last name? And we I, got, I think it's uh, Caccio. Is it Caccio? Delavan. Yeah, there's a there's a ton of people. Yeah, we while got some people in here. We we you know it's a good night. It's a good yeah, night. while you're throwing those Shane O'Connor, there's another one. I'm new, love you guys. Like, there's a whole bunch of new people. So I apologize to all of you that like we're taking Sioko. So he just put it up there. Sioko. Sioko. Very cool. Nice. Very cool. So now while it makes you're, sense singing it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Funny how that happened. <laughs> Adam, stop blocking me, yo. <laughs> I really don't know what happened, Adam. I, I, so we're sorry tonight, but yeah. <laughs> That's the first time it's ever happened to us where we've blocked one dude twice. That's great. And I don't even know how you got back because I couldn't unblock you unless you figured it out. Like I couldn't make it, I couldn't make it unblocked. Because no, I didn't even see it at first because I didn't block him. I blocked that Russian bot, but I didn't block Adam. Uh, the encyclopedia is not new, but he's been MIA at times this year. Just we've we've missed you at times, Chris. I want you to know that we uh we love you, bro. So we love you a ton, but I think you know that already. All of us do. Well, the, the built the built-in Buffalo guys love you, the fanatics guys love you, the rumblings guys love you, everybody loves the encyclopedia. So you guys hear us talk all the time about the uh, sponsor for this for this show, the Market Dominator. And the bar Market Dominator is a team, uh, and they're led by John Spascheck, uh, and they are a real estate agents that work for Keller Williams, uh, 
Realty Brokers. And Keller Williams is the largest brokerage on the planet, or at least in the country. I think it's on the planet. But uh, if you're looking to purchase a home, or if you're looking to sell a home in the Buffalo, Western New York market, or outside of the market, they can help you there as well. But if you want the best, you always got to go with the best. And the Market Dominator team is the best. Not only are they the best at what they do, they're also very good friends, John is, of mine and Spence. Uh, John is practically family at this point with me. So love John. He's a very good friend of mine. All of my family members have used him. All of my friends have used him. Like everybody that I know has used him. Regardless, if you're looking to sell a home, you want to maximize its value. If you're looking to buy a home, you want to be able to get in and talk about things inside the home that you're not going to be paying attention to, like cracks in the foundation, things like that. John and his team can walk you through that stuff and make you feel comfortable about the sale. He can turn you away and say, hey, you don't want this house. This is not the house you want. It's going to give you all kinds of problems down the road so that three months in, after you've bought the house and closed, you're not spending $5,000 on things that you wish somebody would have told you about. So John is the team that you want. Call John, 716-570-3298. That is his cell phone number. He will answer, 716-570-3298. You can also reach him on Twitter. He is Bill's Mafia. His handle is M as in Mary, M or Market, M as in Market, uh, Dominator 716. Give John a call. Do us a favor. We love John. So hopefully he'll sponsor us again next year. Be nice. Any, be nice. Any closing thank or closing things, any closing thoughts for the pod, the, the pod listeners, the people viewing right now, as far as this. So this is going to be our last show for a couple months. Spence and I are both going to take a break. Uh, so I'm going to take a break from overreaction as well. The Phoenix show is done until uh, trade, not trade, but free agency and and draft time. Uh, we're Spence and I are going to vanish for a little bit. We need to detox uh, a little bit. Um, so it's going to be a minute. There's a lot of other great content out there. Food for thoughts going to continue. Obviously, you all know the usual players inside of this market with with alternative content. But, uh, yeah, closing thoughts just about the year. Uh, Well, first, I just want to say thank you to everybody who has been a consistent part of our show for the year. Um, I want to thank even the new people that are in here tonight, like we were just talking about. Thank you for for jumping in even towards the end. Uh, but but listen, I just love you. I love mom. I miss mom. I miss sis. Tell Jamie, I don't know if I didn't see Jamie, Jamie wasn't in here tonight. Yeah, yeah last, I didn't year, see last, year, last year of the year, Jamie's not in here. Yeah, but but it's all good. I, um, we'll be back. It's you know, we're, and we'll be back before the season. We just both need a little bit of a vacation. Last year, I didn't take a break at all. I think Joe took a brief break, which Month. really still wasn't a break. Yeah, yeah. So, I, was, I was contemplating a move and whether or not I wanted to keep doing this. I was like, am I going to quit? Am I going to move to somebody else? Yeah. Yeah, and we don't let Joe quit. So Joe is here, <laughs> I'm here, and we'll be back. We're just gonna uh, take a little break. But but listen, I want to I want to say to everybody, like, get through these emotions, process your emotions. But damn it, let's get excited for the next season. And I know mm-hmm. it's tough because this Sunday we're gonna watch Kansas City go in there and and probably beat up on a team that we know we could beat up on. But listen, it happens like that sometimes, and uh, you know it it happens like that. But we are going to be back we are going to be back so be positive test negative you know what i mean that's that's, don't don't close the show i gotta give my closing thoughts as well i wasn't i wasn't gonna close it but i just saw (laughs) i saw that comment so that's why i was saying that you know be positive and test negative stay as healthy as you can love each other like really and i know i say that on my shows all the time as like a a saying and all that stuff but but really like love each other love one each other as much as you can yeah, i tell yeah, joe yeah. i love him every single time i talk to yep. him every time true. i talk to joe i tell him i love him and you know it's important let's do that let's let's start showing love to each other instead of this hate let's stop fighting each other and uh and you know enjoy your enjoy your off seasons 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. I uh, I don't know where to begin. So this has been a this has been a challenging year for us. You know, when you think about us getting our start uh, last year, are you, I don't know if you want to pop these up while I'm doing it. Jay Spence is like red button now, Joe. <laughs> um, you you can start yeah firing those. You know, when you think about where, we, so we came into a pretty good environment last year as it pertains to just uh, content creation and YouTube, you know, when we joined Fanatics and, you know, and then we left Fanatics uh, at different times, but we ended up both with Rumblings and I'm super thankful for Rumblings picking me up and picking you up and giving us the opportunity, but we grinded this year. I mean, when I got, when you got to Rumblings, I think the YouTube channel was at like 25 or 35 sub- sub- subscribers, 35. And when I came in, it was like 250 or 300. And now we're, it's closing in on 2000, which still isn't a lot. Rumblings being the premier alternative content source in Buffalo for the Buffalo Bills probably should be in that 20,000 range. But the numbers we hit and the the watches we get comparative, comparative to the amount of subscribers we have blows everybody else out of the water. So somebody else might get 3,000 views on a video, but 3,000 views at 20,000 subscribers versus 1,000 views at 1,800 subscribers I mean, we're pulling 60, 70% viewership, which is incredible. So just the platform that Rumblings gave us, you know, the support from Matt, the support from Ant, Anthony Marino, Matt Warren, Anthony Marino, the support from Bruce Nolan. And, you know, Bruce popped in before we even came on live just to wish us good luck tonight. Um, was happy that we were doing the show tonight to kind of close it out. Uh, just super thankful just for this opportunity. And I'll never not be grateful for you. Uh, and just the connection that you and I have. I'll never not be grateful for John Fina and the connection that I have with Fina. Uh, I'm super lucky and super blessed to, even when I feel like I don't want to do this show or the Fina show because I'm tired, as soon as I'm like, oh, I get to do it with Spence or, oh, I get to, you know, I get to talk to Fina. It immediately makes me want to do it. And that's a special place to be in. Um, so even as burnout as I am, even as burnout as you are, uh, the season always comes before it ends before I want it to end. Um, always ends before I want it to end. I think even if there was a Super Bowl, it would end before I wanted it to end. It ends as a surprise. You know, I last week you couldn't have convinced you or me that the season was going to be over. Now we'd have been like, there ain't no way the Bills are losing this football game. Like we thought for sure this was it. So I would just say thank you to you. Thank you to Rumblings, the cast and crew that are part of Rumblings, all the support that we get, the platforms that they give us, the opportunities, because they don't have to give us the opportunity to speak. And everybody in the comments section, every podcast, the thousands of people that listen to the show in podcast form, thank you. Um, Appreciate you. Like, we would not be doing this if it wasn't for you guys. And there's a lot of content out there. There's a lot of content that you could potentially consume. And the fact that you listen to us is a blessing. So don't ever think that we don't, we're one of you guys, right? We're every fan. Like, we're just like y'all. And, uh, yeah, normal. I just said that. That's funny. I <laughs> watch a comment because you're both are like us, normal fans. So, yeah, so that that's kind of where I'm at. So, love this football team. And I feel better, Jay Spence. So, maybe I'll be able to get some some stuff down or maybe I'll go no notes. I'll have to find the time to do it this weekend or something. There will be an overreaction show on Sunday. I just don't want it to be about last Sunday, if that makes, if that if you feel that. So, I would prefer to. I prefer to talk. I prefer to get, maybe I, maybe I've gotten it. Maybe I've gotten it out tonight. Maybe I'm good. Maybe tomorrow I'll wake up and the sun will come up. So I hope so. I hope so. I'm going to pray for the sun. Why don't you close this out and then I'll hit the, uh, the outro song and we'll, uh, we'll get up on out of here. Well, ladies and gentlemen, for the last time this season, I am signing off for my man, Joe Miller and myself for the hump day hotline on the Buffalo rumblings podcast and YouTube channel. And we are saying, love each other, take care of each other and live in peace. And as always stay positive, test negative. 
Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.